Hey everybody, welcome to the Die by the Sword podcast. Uh, this is Philip, the voice of somebody. I don't even know who it is right now. Uh, and I'm and joined Gary. today yeah, by Gary. Hey Gary. Hey, voice of Chaubert, I hope still. <laughs> um, yeah, you got it close a couple of times, haven't you? Oh yeah. Well, first and foremost, I'd like to give a great big thank you to Sword Coast Soundscapes. They help us with the ambient sounds that, that bring the podcast to life. And you can find them at youtube.com slash Sword Coast Soundscapes. Uh, and I'd like to thank Midnight Syndicate for the uh, awesome music. You can find them at midnightsyndicate.com. And always, always follow us um, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Am I forgetting any? Ooh, now Reddit. Oh, Reddit. Yes. Follow us on Reddit. Uh, give us those sweet, sweet upvotes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, Philip and I are, are doing the intro this week, doing a little dedication to our friend, Chris, who uh, he's been a great friend of ours, and he just uh, passed away. Yeah. Um, I've known him, what, almost 20 years, if not 20 years? Yeah, I think that's probably about that long. Yeah. And I, I've known him probably about 30 years. Guy was like a, a brother to me and... I'm definitely gonna gonna miss them. He's always a, a one of the funniest people I knew. Yeah, uh, yes, a hundred percent. I loved how his his humor was was very dry, and then he followed up with that laugh, that boisterous, infectious laugh. <laughs> yeah, I am definitely gonna miss that. Do you want to tell a related story to the podcast about Chris real quick, and then we can get in the episode? Sure. Um, how about the uh, first time that? Uh, that you told Chris that I was on a on a podcast like this. <laughs> I think the your shirt said it all because you it was when we were in Chicago and you're wearing your Die by the Short shirt shirt. Yep, uh, I'm wearing it right now. In fact, oh um, yep. But yeah, no, and that's when you weren't on the podcast yet. No, I know. I I that's when I was kind of goofing on you because I was secretly jealous of it, and uh, <laughs> Chris was goofing on you because he was just goofing on you. I think. Y- Yes, no, that's absolutely right. <laughs> he, he he wasn't a um he's not a role play player. He's more no, sports. Less. Yes, he he does fantasy sports, not fantasy fantasy. Right. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I, I still have that picture of of when we went to the the White Sox game. We we're standing at the at the top of the stadium, Chicago in the background, and you are just pointing and laughing at me. <laughs> both, <laughs> that's right. The both of you. We'll uh we'll post that picture up actually. Let's do that. Okay, we can do that. So look for that picture, folks. And uh, I guess with that, we won't keep you too long. So yeah, here it is, episode ninety nine, dedicated to Chris. Miss you, man. I mean, we wouldn't be at episode 99 without some technical weird issue happening. <laughs> Very true. That's right. And it's podcast 99. Oops. Out, zero out of time. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, 99. Yep. 99. Did you ever think you had the patience to get to 99 episodes or even 100? 
No, I figured this thing would be done at like 30. <laughs> Almost was. True. True. Was there a little bloodshed then? <laughs> no, no, I mean, it wasn't 30, but... it. We had, you know, cast members decide to leave the show. I mean, having babies and having family. <laughs> you know, meh. Boo family. Yeah, I just looked and it was... No excuse. We came in, the new, the new people came in in episode 51. So that was, that's been a long time even. Okay. Okay, no, that that's perfect. I mean, it's 50-50, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, pretty much. I'm only halfway. Yeah, because... Yeah, because the original crew made it to, I think it was episode 60 was the, their last one. Yeah, because around 51, we start, yeah, that's when we started the every other. Yeah, we started doing the interludes in there. Mm-hmm. But now we're here. 99. So I know it's been like, you know, 40-something episodes for you guys. For Philip and I, it's been 99. <laughs> <laughs> So how are you feeling after 99? That it's a lot of work to run a podcast, but I still love doing it. Yay! Good! This is like a, a, a highlight of the week to, to get to, to play. Like I know that a lot of people try and get together to play, and it's hard because people have lives. But having uh, a schedule and uh, obligations uh, really helps. Yeah, I agree. It, it is usually a highlight for the week. I'm just like, oh man, guess what I get to do? So this is episode 99, take three. I should not have said oops, ow. <laughs> I bet you guys didn't know this would be a three-parter. <laughs> All five minutes Did of it. Did not. <laughs> We're only a couple of minutes in, and it's already part three. So again, I have no idea how much of the previous banter and stuff that we've talked about for the last, you know, hour is actually going to be usable because of all the technical difficulties we're having this evening. Uh, so just in case, do we want to do one of these uh, pod deck uh, questions? Totally. And seems good. And by the way, a good majority of us are, are technical people. We should know better. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. But I do want to hear about Keith's trips some other time because I Japan and Korea are both very interesting. Oh, didn't know you've gone to Korea too. You're on mute. In Zencaster, you're on mute, Keith. Oh thank God. Dang, I was I was hoping I could get you guys. You'd be like, oh shit, it's not working. And I'd be like, I was just kidding. <laughs> We're all just like log out on all pissed off automatically, and Keith's like, uh oh. <laughs> Damn it. It was a joke. Come back. <laughs> uh, okay. So since we were talking about uh, travel, there's a deck in here called Globetrotter. Oh, uh, so let's see what this one says. Metal Arc Lemon. I was about to say, uh, when they were on the Gilligan's Island. Would you rather explore space or the deepest part of the ocean? What are the parameters of that? Like, am I safe as I'm going down into the ocean? Yeah, I would assume based on this, you're safe, whichever one you choose. So are we with James Cameron if we go to the ocean? And who are we with in space? Elon Musk. Is it like, yeah. Is it Elon Musk? Is it Captain Kirk? Who are we we exploring with? Well, and how far into space? Whoever you want to. It just says explore space. 
it's the rest of your life. Like you can't come back. Oh, it can't come like back. Once you go, you just you're just oh. gone. Space. Mm. I definitely choose space. Space. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd have to I know what. Yeah, Gary is. <laughs> <laughs> Gary wants them fish. Yeah, as I say, I'm gonna go with the ocean. I'm going with the ocean too. So why the ocean? The abundance of life. I know it's there. It's it's amazing and new and different. I just got to see it. Well, see, I'm the opposite in that I know there's not really that. Yeah, life as we know it is probably not out there. So I can just stay on the ship, play video games or something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also looking for other forms of life. It's true. As well. Seeing something new, even if it's not, it may not yeah. be carbon based, but it might be you know like silicon based or something out there. So, are you thinking like a right. comfortable spaceship, like a like an Enterprise type situation, or? Oh yeah, bro. Yeah, it has all oh, okay. the amenities, holodeck, and everything. Oh, we're not talking Mercury Seven, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I thought you were talking about like a regular Apollo mission type. What I'm like, ooh, I don't know. Oh. That that would be uncomfortable, I think, for a while. But if I could have something like the Normandy to fly around, there you go. Yeah, and especially get those Mass Effect replays going. <laughs> is that what your holodeck is? Space yes. Marine. Uh, yeah, I would definitely switch my vote to space if it was a Mass Effect holodeck type situation. <laughs> well, see, I think that's a much more interesting one. Is like, what is your holodeck if you're going to be in space? Oh, that's another good one. <laughs> Mine would end up being the ocean again. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm curious to hear Keith's because that was a giggle. I know. <laughs> right? I don't. Well, no, I I giggle because I don't know what that means. Oh, holodeck. Uh, yeah. Have you? I don't know. What you have not seen is. Star Trek. Oh God. No. no. I mean, what has he seen? Uh, it's basically a hologram <laughs> program that can be anything you want. You can go back in time. You can go visit. It could be a novel. Korea, Japan. But like you can't get yeah. hurt. So is this like chilling in VR? Yeah. Basically, yeah. yeah. Pretty uh -huh. much. Okay. But it's very real and you don't have to have the headset. And, and sometimes it glitches and comes to life and tries to kill you. Yeah, you I can't get hurt unless. Yeah. <laughs> it glitches. <laughs> it glitches a lot, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So it's like your happy, it's like your happy place on like Happy Gilmore. <laughs> With like the little the little guy when he's riding the horse, yeah, and his his grandma starts making yeah. out with that guy. <laughs> yeah, no, grandma, no. That's a weird happy place. <laughs> Maybe it's grandma's happy place. I love when the happy place gets I ruined. Think I do. And she turns into Gene Simmons, <laughs> the grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would do something like uh, I would do a Jurassic Park type simulation. I want to see a di dinosaur. That would be cool. Historical type stuff would probably be what I would go for. Like either see dinosaurs or see something like ancient Greece. I'd do a Jules Verne type novel. Uh, so steampunk. Yeah. Is that your thing? Yeah, that'd be cool. What are you saying, Gary? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know what I would do. That's a good question. I think the dinosaur thing is cool because if you could see like real dinosaurs or not, you know, like what they really look like, that'd be pretty badass. Right. 
Well, I mean, but it doesn't show you what they really, really. It's what we think they right. look like still, because. But that's also one of the situations for the hologram to like go bad <laughs> and wreak havoc with. That's you. true. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, oh. Oh. Or eat you. <laughs> oh. 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 We could play this game on the holodeck. <gasps> we could. We could. That would be amazing and i keep what i keep wondering if they're ever going to come out with something like that for vr like where you know we could play this in vr where gary goes and sets up the whole scenario i'm sure they've got to be working on something like that it's just probably so vast of a world that it's taken a long time to get everything right yeah like that new pokemon game there is one because i know they've got they've got several They've got several VRs where, you know, you go around and shoot things, but not very many where you cast spells and use swords. Yeah. And we could program the rules in so that we that the computer would know and we don't have to worry about them. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, you can't do that. I can't move. Uh, I would make it I would make it sound like, um, actually, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mine would be no, see, no, cool. you don't get that. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, your spell no work here. No, so, but anyway, although with playing, you know, some of these games live, there there are some pretty gross monsters and things within this game that I don't know that I would want to see live. Oh, like that slug butt monster. Yeah. <laughs> gelatinous cube would be fine. I'm fine seeing a gelatinous yeah. cube. But, but yeah, the, like the slug butt thing and then just any of the other grotesque monsters that are out there or you know, some of the way that some of these scenes are described. Like I don't, I don't know if I would really want to to, to see this in person. Yeah, but you could have cool armor. It's true. True. And cool weapons and have magic. If it was socially acceptable, would you wear uh, <laughs> fantasy armor in public? Or a cape? <laughs> no capes, darling. I love capes. What you talking about? <laughs> uh, I mean, part of me thought once they made swords legal to, to carry, more people would carry them around. But Well, they're about to make the gun's legal to carry around, so. Yeah. Ah, so we can have more duels. That's true. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, more more people with no training whatsoever with a gun holding guns. <laughs> yeah. That makes me excited. What training? From point shoot. <laughs> point and click. Yeah, people need training. No, I know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I am an advocate for gun safety. Totally. Uh, you know, this first lesson my dad ever gave me was that, you know, this is not a toy. Mm -hmm. Mine too. Yep. Yay, dads. Yep. And it's kind of like uh, Eddie Izzard said, guns don't kill people, people kill people, but the guns help. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we wanted to get the people training. <laughs> That he was uh, that one, and then he says, "It's just that certain sound they make." <laughs> uh, but anyway, speaking of killing people, um, 
We haven't killed anybody. Oh, he's he, going to kill us. Right. It has been oh, so long. We did. need to kill some people. <laughs> Wait, what? Did I say that? <laughs> Remember, the internet's listening. <laughs> oh, well, then I didn't say it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, who remembers what happened last time we recorded? That was like a month ago. Tremors. <laughs> That's right. Tremors yeah. happened. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we came to Carrion Hill, and they had a bit of a infestation of some sort with some underground stuff going on uh, at the yep. Slipper Market. Yes, and they want us to investigate yep. it because they too scared. That is, that is correct, and it's raining on you a lot. Oh yeah, it was raining. I forgot about that. Yeah, you had this random guy come up to you and tell you that the town needed your help and. Uh, go to the Crown Manor immediately. And you got there and basically told by them that you know, Slipper Market had basically been destroyed. And they want you to go investigate it. Because a lot of the crows are either dead or scared. Crows being their uh, town guard, basically. Uh, you guys made it to the Slipper Market. And saw the destruction that was laying around there. Uh, looks like a crime scene. It's roped off. Got some of the crows wandering around. It's still raining on you a bit. And this old man across the street in the second floor of this building pointed out to you and says, Ah! I see you! I see you there! I have something that I need to tell you! Stay there for a minute and I will be right down. Diego's a little worried now. <laughs> uh, so this this little old man uh, eventually comes out this front door over here on the, the side. I'll switch you to the map so you can see where you're at. And we're at the slipper market, right? You at the are crime at the scene? Slipper market. So you're kind of standing in the alley here. And this man comes from this building. Comes down to you. And he says, Ah, well, you look like adventurers and not just these uh, town guardsmen here. So hopefully you can have a bit more, um, uh, let's say, uh, luck with whatever is going on here. Um, so if I, uh, if I tell you the story of, of what has happened. Do you think that will be enough to uh, um, get you going and lead you on your way? Sure, we'd love to hear that. Perfect. Okay, so what has happened was, um, as, as every morning, uh, the uh, slipper market was, uh, you know, the, the merchants were getting here and, and setting up their shops and everything as they normally do. Uh, they usually get here about two hours before dawn. Uh, and start preparing their wares. Uh, I'm usually up that early, so I always see and hear them, and I, I wave out my window and say hi, all that fun stuff. Um, but uh, about uh, around that time, as they were setting everything up, something uh, horrible uh, just happened. It, it, it came crashing out of Marshawn's house. Uh, that That's his house here across the street. Um, th there was an awful 
awful lot of screams, and the uh, the entire house shook as if some great, like, invisible hand had taken hold of it and was was trying to push it into the ground or or try to crumble it within its fist. Ah, it, it was it was frightening to watch. So I I, I ran for the watch and. Uh, and tried to get them here to help, but uh, by the time we had come back, everything was all quiet. So, uh, making sure that uh, Marshawn was was okay, uh, several of the crows went inside to, to check on him, and it wasn't more than a few heartbeats after the guards entered that Marshawn's home began that, that shaking and the screaming began again. Some of the guards even ran back into the street only to be lifted into the air by something unseen and and crushed like horrifically it it left behind only a few bodies from uh, and whatever it was but that the house has been quiet ever since but that that does not mean that whatever it was is gone uh, all right I got a question. Yes. Do you know what a haunt is? Uh, I would assume it's something with to do with the ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um. But it's it's weirder. Uh, I can't describe it. What's it like? It's like a bad memory. Does it repeat? Well, th this is the first time that I've ever seen his house shake and crumble like this, and as you can see, the house is destroyed. Um, yeah, but it only happened the one time, right? It, it only happened that once. Uh, I went. Well, it started happening, and then I went to go get the guards, and when we got back, it was still quiet. When they went inside, it happened again, and then it hasn't happened since. Was I don't know. Do you know? It it happened when you went inside the building, or when you went inside. No, no, I I I, I did not go inside the building. It it happened when uh, the first time. I'm not sure exactly what happened. I saw this this man in dark robes exiting the building and and leaving. Um, I think he got on a horse and and took off from there. Um, but it, it happened again when the guards entered the house to check on Marshawn, who who owns. This, this house. Is this the only place this creature or whatever has been seen? Um, from what I understand, there have been a couple of other instances of this happening across, uh, across the town. And was the man with the dark robes spotted at these places as well? N no. No. Th this was the only spot that I know that he was seen. Somebody that none of us had ever, you know, seen or heard of before. But he, he was in these dark robes. He had this, this like, uh, necklace, amulet thing. It had a skull on it, whatever. Um, and he got on a horse. And uh, uh, he was also carrying some sort of case. Um, yeah. No idea what was in the case. But it, it was some sort of case. So does Cabal recognize the, or does he think about the case from his dream? And can he describe it? Yes. So, yeah, Cabal wants to describe the case to to this guy to see if he can 
uh, identify it that it's the same one. Okay. So as you describe the case to him, uh, he's like, yes, yes, yes. Uh, the, the, that that case is uh, is is what what he was carrying, and he described. You described the case that had the Sea Sage effigy in it. Alright, so we're on the right track then. We are. Alright. So, are there guards around the crime scene? Can we check it out? Can we... Uh, there are guards. You're already... They they had already lifted like the, the rope for you to go through, so you're basically cleared to, to go wherever you want. Okay. Pablo's going to stay outside and drink the water. <laughs> the rain water. Uh, Diego is going to cautiously enter the house. He's going to look very closely at the doorway. Okay. Uh, so, yes, you do see um, the front door of the house here. Uh, from this vantage point, the house looks okay. Like the wall is still standing. It's more around the corner that things have kind of started to uh, collapse in a bit from within the alley. Um, but this front door area looks okay. Does there look to be any triggering mechanism that the guards would have triggered? Uh, roll a perception check. Eighteen. You don't see anything that, like a pressure plate or trip wire or anything like that. Diego will go inside then. You do notice that as you try to open the door, the front door is locked. So, uh, I'm going to go around to where the rubble is and see if I can't peek in and look that way. Try and get in there. Okay. Is it like collapsed is there a hole how do uh how does this work what am i looking at well as you get over here to this side you see that the side of this the side of the single story wooden house has collapsed outward into this alleyway um over here you've kind of got some roofs around you that are providing some shelter from the rain so you, it's not as wet here um but you do see swaths of blood and gore on the walls all over the place over here in, in this alleyway. Uh, there's also this hideous smell that is wafting out from inside the, the house that you can't quite place. And it is very, like, stomach-turning. Mm. The oddest thing that you notice is on the wall opposite to this one that is you know collapsed outward you see a huge spiral shaped smear of blood on the wall spiral mm-hmm like phrasma spiral you can give me a a um, knowledge religion on it She doesn't know a whole lot about religion, but Phrasma is the god that she worships. 20. Unnatural. Uh, you would know that this is not the symbol of Phrasma. Okay. Is and it this, 
flipped? This, is it is it a desecration? It's it's spiral esque like the Phrasma symbol would be, but this looks more like a rune instead of a holy symbol. Gotcha. Um, and it this thing is huge on the side of this building. It looks basically as if someone had basically broken a body in half and used the body as the paintbrush. Ooh. Um, but you said rune, so can I detect magic on it? You can. Do I? No. Are there any okay. other checks that we could do on it? it it's knowledge religion. Okay. It just needs a, a higher check to get more information. Uh, well, I, I've got a plus five in that. Let me try. Say, I'll wander <laughs> over to the area. Isn't Cabal pretty religious or no? I think he is. I think he's better than I am at it. Yeah, I got a nine. I got a nine. So, no. I can't help. <laughs> so, yeah, Chaubert's gonna go over to Cabal and ask him. He's like, Suga, do you know anything about that symbol? What, I need to roll for that? Religion. We'll roll that religion. 25. With a 25, uh, you know that this is a symbol that is associated with magical portals, as well as the Dark Tapestry. For those who don't know what the Dark Tapestry is, that is the dark region in between the stars where ancient gods are said to live. So space. Yes. (laughs) But But like old, old gods. Um, so it's like the nursing home for the gods. Yes, basically, <laughs> that's where they go. <laughs> uh, the this symbol is also associated with old cults and those that worship the ancient gods. Did you say cults or cults, like horses or religious zealots? <laughs> yes, like the in- Indianapolis. <laughs> you find Andrew Luck sitting <laughs> on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the old cults. C U L T S. And does he know what it's used for? Or like, like he knows it's an association, but yeah, right. Would I know why they're why they're trying to put this on this wall? Or you did. do I know that it was a, it was a cause of this thing to happen? Uh, no, because you didn't quite roll high enough to get all that. But you do know it's a portal symbol mm-hmm. from the old gods in between space. And Andrew Luck was there. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's going to throw a football. We know this, right? <laughs> he threw a spiral. <laughs> it can happen. It can happen. <laughs> Sorry, football humor. <laughs> He's like, finally, none of that nerd shit anymore. <laughs> I, I, I want to get into the building. Can I get into the building? Uh, I don't think that we determined that or I missed it. Yeah, you, you can get in through the, the collapsed wall here. Okay, so I'm going to climb in. Do I need to do any checks? No, it's just basically it's difficult terrain, but you don't have to make any checks to get in. All right. So I'm going to do that, um, and I don't have to make any constitution things. The smell isn't getting to me. Well, we'll get there. Okay, well, 
I'm in the building. Okay. Uh, so this part that you enter here looks like it was the living room. It is in a complete state of disarray. Uh, doors are smashed open. The northern wall exploded outward. Uh, the furniture is in shambles. Rain leaking in from multiple fresh holes on the roof. Um, and there is a thick layer of sticky black slime that coats almost every surface in this room. Ugh. Am I stepping this... in it? Yeah, pretty much. This slime exudes a horrific stench. Something that resembles like an open grave meets burnt decay, the air before a thunderstorm, and wet and diseased fur all combined together. Ew. And it is scattered amid the slime and the rubble are body parts. Uh, too many to be from one victim. And every single one of them is completely bloodless. And while you are in this room, I need you to make a fortitude save. Ooh, 15. You're okay. okay. It's gross, but you're, you're able to hold back the the vomit. <laughs> so I'm so I'm actually going to step through it and go to unlock the door. Okay. As you go through into this next section of rooming, so there's more of a uh, wall that was uh, broken through here. Uh, so you enter the parlor area. Uh, this, uh, you see couches bookshelves, tables, and other things in complete disarray. Eastern walls partially collapsed, including what uh, may have been a fireplace at one point in the northwest. Uh, and that smell is kind of just carrying into this room here. You do see a lot of uh, books in this room, mostly pertaining to astronomy. Nothing that's extremely rare and most of them have been damaged from the, the rain. But you are able to unlock the door. Y'all coming in? Yes. Uh, I thought you were going to do like a cool like like uh, sound effect for the door unlocking and stuff. <laughs> oh, well, that's added in post. <laughs> oh. There you go. John nice. I told you, there's things that live inside. <laughs> <laughs> Cabal walks in and goes, God, it stinks in here. I mean, watch your step. There's guy everywhere. <laughs> Diego goes in. Did you get Did you get scared? <laughs> Have a little poopy? <laughs> but anybody who enters the house does need to make a fortitude save. Heck yeah. 16. Okay, you're fine. Twenty six. Oh yeah, you're definitely fine. This is nothing to you. Showbear is a little I've... nervous about going in there. Have you ever smelled catnip <laughs> or a litter box? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess yeah, Showbear go into. Why not? Uh, oh, seventeen. You're fine. So nobody puking at the smell. Yeah, so um, 
Jenny pulls out a salve from her um, her satchel and rubs a little under her nose and offers it to her um, her companions. Babu rub, babu rub, babu rub. It's Vic's vapor rub, kind of. <laughs> Just put it. Sure, <laughs> Off- Officers put it under their noses. Yeah. Uh, on specially ripe scenes. I'll, uh, yeah, Shabarro definitely partake of that. Is it like Ash Wednesday, where they just <laughs> put the little cross right under your nose? <laughs> My dad told me they did that, but I always thought, doesn't that open your sinuses, though? Doesn't that make it yes, yes, it does. easier to smell the gross, right? Yeah, the, the VIX is, is actually meant to overpower whatever smells there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Diego will not do this. He has fur. No. <laughs> yeah, you can go deep on me. Like, get it up in the nostrils. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, really get it in there. Uh, like you're doing a COVID test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you don't hit a membrane, you're not going far enough. <laughs> oh, I lost last Tuesday. <laughs> so this black stuff, can we tell? Is it like alive? Um, doesn't look alive, but, uh, you could give me a survival check. Okay. Survival. Seven. 22. That 22, you're able to follow basically the the path of the slime and see that it basically uh, originated from downstairs. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's check the downstairs. Of course it's downstairs, says Diego. (laughs) Nothing bad could be downstairs. Did you make poopy in the diaper? All right. All right. All right. So Cabal will lead the way down downstairs following the trail of slime. Okay. Uh, so as you go into this this next room before you go to the stairs, uh, you see this room is what was probably once a library and bedroom, now also in shambles. Furniture splintered, shelves and books smashed and torn, and everything coated with that slick, stinking layer of tar-like sludge. Uh, the door frame to the southwest, which is what you're standing in front of, uh, is burst open. Um, you see a flight of slime-smeared stone steps leading downward into the dark. This feels like Home Alone. <laughs> Watch out for paint cans. Who's going down? Who's going down first? I guess I'm tracking it, so I guess I'll go first. Okay. So these stairs lead down. Uh, they go down for a little bit, then there's a turn in the stairs. And here, traces of dust and debris indicate that the stairs at one point were clogged with rubble, but have recently been cleared. Then you come around to a second turn in the descent. And here the architectural style changes to an older one involving stone arches and brick-lined walls. Uh Uh-oh. So we just found, like, a secret tunnel. 
our secret area. Someone's been digging. Did you tell Pablo to come with you? Is he not? Is he waiting outside for you? Uh, Pablo is waiting outside. I don't know how well he'd do on stairs. He's not stair trained yet. <laughs> he. He is, but I mean, if if you're at the bottom of the stairs and he slips, well, then he could go first. Get a horn in the butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we could just ride him yeah. down. Yeah, y'all. Like a a sled. Yeah, exactly like that. Now, if we need him, I got a trick up my sleeve. Oh. Since Diego needs to be close, he'll follow behind Cabal. Okay. So as you get to this chamber downstairs, you see this this chamber's brick-lined walls are supported by 15-foot-high stone arches. Between each arch, circular alcoves have been cut into the wall, each containing a stone sarcophagus. Mm. One sarcophagus on the southern wall has been toppled over, spilling its long-dead occupant partially out onto the brick floor. Gross. A dry swath of black sludge, nearly ten feet wide, runs down the center of the room, connecting the west and northeast stairs. The far end of the hall seems to have collapsed long ago. Jenny is going to take her staff and smash the guy who fell out of his sarcophagus's head. Okay. Smashy, smashy. Diego will look at the other sarcophagus to see if there's anything interesting on them. Uh, Roll perception. That is a 22. 22? Yes. Here you see, these are ancient sarcophagi. Uh, They've been, they've probably been in here since the first iteration of Carrion Hill. These are the old Talden followers of Aroden, and they were buried under their favorite shrine. So I just desecrated some dude. (laughs) He needed it. I didn't want him to wake up and come get me. Yeah, the... The bodies here are they're little more than bones dressed in fragments of armor bearing ancient rusty swords. You do also notice that the black tar type stuff is more dried here, so the smell is a lot more bearable. All right, so should we... Uh, Shabir's going to just check for traps while we're moving through here. Okay. Roll your perception for trips. Uh, 33. 33. You do not see any traps. Alright. Alright. I guess keep tracking the slime. Okay. So, here the slime basically splits off into two directions. You can go either north or south. Going south. (laughs) Okay. Going south, you do see a door here that is locked. Oh. Alright. Chaubert will try to... Well, first I guess I'll check it for traps just to 
make sure. Okay. And that's a 25. 25. You don't see any traps here. All right. And then I'm going to try to disable this device. Okay. 26. You are able to disable the lock. All right. What's the light situation down here? Uh, it is, at this point, I would say it is low light. Okay. Because I am human. I do not have any uh, specialized... No dark vision for you? No dark vision for me. Yeah, right? At this point, it is low light conditions. So I don't need to... I could cast light to help, but I don't really need it. Right. We can spark up a tiki torch if you need one. <laughs> I'm afraid that they'll tip somebody off. Yeah, for real. So I, Not allowed clomping around, though. <laughs> so Bear's going to, I guess, uh, stealthily open the door and take a step inside and see what's going on. Okay. So you try to stealthily open the door, and the door is stuck. Uh, guys... <laughs> Seems the store's uh, not going to budge. I feel, I feel like definitely got it lo- unlocked. <laughs> I think that's what I would say, too, if I didn't unlock it. Yeah, one of you guys should probably <laughs> just bash this down. <laughs> sure, let me try my can opener. I mean, uh... <laughs> I mean... So can we, can we form a chain gang and try to... Give it a little, give it a little pulsy. Yes, but I'm going to cast a spell first. Okay. I'm going to cast on myself bull strength. All right. So Jenny over there shooting up the, the steroids. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jenny's got roids. Both kinds. <laughs> From riding a dinosaur. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would do it. <laughs> okay. So, Jenny going to try to open the door? Yes, Jenny is going to try and open this door. So, you just need a basic strength check? Basic strength check. All right. Let's see what happens. Doesn't give me that much more strength. That is a cracked die. That is a worse roll, though. Um, Eight. Eight. You you basically bounce off the door. <laughs> so okay. Check out. Uh, <laughs> Diego's gonna go over and try to open the door. I rolled a nat twenty. Oh. Ah. So what's that give you total? Uh, twenty three. <laughs> I mean, it's a nat twenty, so I'll let it work, but. <laughs> Technically, that's still below the DC. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, I no, I was going to say I aided, but no, that was... No, I didn't. <laughs> yep. I mean, does anybody want to aid him real quick? Like, push him as he... Sure. Puts all of his weight into the door? Chaubert is at a 10. <laughs> that's perfect. Yay! <laughs> 
So you're finally able to get this door open. It is not stealthy at all as it opens. And it looks like a barricade has basically been made behind the door. Oh. So you, as you pushed it, you pushed this barricade with it. It's not a good sign. It's not. They, so... I don't want to be the one to yell out hello, but... Yeah, and say it could either be a bad sign or a good sign. Like, maybe these... Maybe this is somebody who got trapped, you know, from above. So, I think I am going to cast light. Uh, I'm going to pick up a piece of, of rubble, cast light, and toss it in the middle of the room. Okay. Does it show us anything? Here you see a long chamber with brick walls, ceiling supported by stone arches, and remnants of bed rolls and other camping equipment that have now been discarded. Are they super old? Or are they just uh, destroyed from a struggle? Can we tell? They don't. They don't look ancient, but they've been down here for a little while. So I gonna uh, I guess I'm I'm the one who crawled in there. So I'm gonna tell them what I see. So yeah, it looks like they went camping down here. They may be still somebody down here because if this belongs to the people that barricaded the door, there's somebody down here, or there's uh, zombies and ghosts. Either way. I say we check it out. Diego's curious, and he will walk in and say, let's investigate further. Okay. At the end of the room, you do see another door. So, uh, I'm um, still sour that I messed up that last one, so I'm just going to gonna try and knock it down. Okay. See if this bull strength will help. Go for it. Anyone want to help? Uh, Diego will help. Die, stay on the thing. That's a little bit better, but that's not going to do it. This bull strength is not working out for me. Did you try the handle first? 13. No, she was uh, embarrassed that she couldn't do it before. So hot-headed. Hot-headedly, she tried to push this one, and of course it didn't didn't budge. Diego (laughs) shoving with a 12 as well. So, between the two of you, it is it, this one does not budge. So I'm gonna back off, um, and uh, you know, turn to Jobert. Can you check it out? Check out the lock. Is it locked? Let me take a look at this. So Jobert's gonna walk up and try the handle. Okay. <laughs> it just opens. <laughs> <laughs> So you walk up to it, you try the handle, the door is unlocked, but once again you're met with resistance when you try to open the door. Yeah, so it's definitely unlocked. You see the see when I turn it, it, it does this little clicky thing, so it's definitely unlocked, but they <laughs> seem like they're probably barricaded on the other side. So who wants to try now? Guys, I... I could use the Big Sky Hero card if we think it's no. I don't think yet. No, not 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 for a locked door. Okay. So, Chaubert is going to 
just knock on the door and say, Hey, is anybody in there? Can you hear us? We're here to help. And he's going to listen. From the back of the room, you kind of hear like this whispering, but it's not a language that you understand. Well, how do you know? <laughs> I mean, what languages do you speak? I still only speak common. All right, are you ready? <laughs> common? So yeah, you don't know. All right. Anybody else listening to with languages? Uh, they're not speaking in cat, are they? <laughs> no. Meow, 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 meow. I speak Aslanti and Verisian. Nope. Hold on, let me check my familiar, because my stupid little snake understands a whole lot of languages. <laughs> what? He's a little sneaky snake. snake. <laughs> this sounds like he's more of a bookworm. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he doesn't. But I'm... Yeah, no, never mind. Can, that was a mistake on my part. Can you see through his, his eyes? Uh, I can... I can. Uh, I have a link with him, but no, I can't see through. Oh. I'd say maybe he could squeeze through the crack or something, through a crack or whatever. And he can tell me tells he can tell me what he sees or she sees, but yes. that's it. He can slither in there and figure it out. Can, is, is there a crack big enough? Uh... Yeah, you could probably get through that little bit of the door to to get inside. Go, Snakey Snake. That's what I do. Okay. What does Chula see? So as the snake slithers into this room, you see mounds of rubble lining the walls of this partially collapsed chamber. But here and there are patches of brickwork visible on the, the floor and on the walls. And there's also a rounded alcove in the northern wall, but there's no sarcophagus back there in that spot. It looks like a continuation of the, the previous chamber. Chula also sees three very strange and sinister-looking small humanoids. Ooh huddling in the corner okay okay um he doesn't or she doesn't see what kind of you said humanoids right humanoids yeah so what do i do you guys do you is there a check you can make to see if you recognize what kind they are is there well i mean this is a this is a a, a viper i i don't think she knows the difference between, but she could tell you different what they kinds are, of humans, right? One I mean, humanoid is the same can, as another. Yeah, she can give me a description. She can say they they're scary, mm-hmm. but I don't think she'd be able to tell you that. Oh, these are such and such thing. Well, there's only three of them. Let's bust down the door. Yeah. So yeah. So just, I guess she's gonna come back. And then tell me that there's three um, mannish creatures um, in there, and she they can't understand them. They look like a man. They look <laughs> like a man. All right. Okay. So we busting out this door then? Yep. What choice do we have? I mean, 
and you just turn around and go home. Yeah. I, mean. <laughs> I don't have a home. I've got nowhere else to go. Ooh, I got another 20 on a, a nat 20 on my strength roll to, to bust open the door. Oh, All and right. I'm going to aid. I'm going to aid. Uh, it's just a flat die roll. Uh, you can roll your strength with it. You just gotta get okay, then I aid. Yeah. If there was no adding on to it, I would not have helped. So, I did a 23. What did Jenny give? Well, it's plus two, so 25. 25. Yeah. Okay. So you burst into the room. Once again, another barricade has been pushed aside. And you enter the room and you see these three small huddled humanoids back in the corner speaking in this language that you don't understand. And they basically point at you, raise their weapons and go, and we're rolling for initiative. Wait, what? (laughs) Nobody's ever nice to us. (laughs) Chill, dudes, chill. (laughs) Uh, Ginny. Ten. Ten. Diego. Seventeen. Seventeen. Chaubert. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. And Cabal. Twelve. Twelve. All right, we are starting things off with Showbear. All right, Showbear is going to move in to the room and fire his arrow at the closest one that he can see. Um, so the lead one, I guess. Okay. And that is a what's that? Uh, Twenty, but not natural. That is a hit. Oh. All right. It's terrible. Um, uh, 18 points of damage. 18. 18 points of damage. And how, how does the thing feel about that? Was was 18 like, he was like, dang, that hurt real bad. Or was he like, ha ha? <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks like it hurt him pretty bad. Yeah, that's what I. Oh, and also he is going to uh, apply his debilitating injury of. uh, Let's go with hampered. So his speed's reduced by half, and he cannot five foot step. Um, How dare you! And bleeding attack also. uh, So he gets four points of damage per round. Bleeding. Okay. We'll see if he lasts that long to take that. <laughs> and then Shabir's going to duck right back out of the room. Okay. Wait, did you move in and then fire and leave? Yes. Or did you, were you already in the room? No, I moved in, fired, and left. Okay. You can't break up your move attack, or your move action like that. Oh, you can't move attack move? In other systems, it allows you to do that if you don't go past your move equivalent, but in this one, you cannot break it up like that. Gotcha. 
All right. Next up is Diego. Uh, Diego's going to try something a little unconventional. Um, okay. He puts down his quarterstaff and he says, Wait. Friend. Stop. Let's see if there's any reaction from him. They basically go, <laughs> and raise their daggers at you. Then I have no choice but to attack. <laughs> so, since I dropped my quarterstaff, I'm going to do flurry of blows. Okay. Well, no, just an arm strike. Uh, just an arm strike. Yeah, just an arm strike. I'm going to try to see if I can uh, stun them. I rolled a twenty nat. <laughs> Stunned him right Let through the that's wall. A hit. Uh, so which which one are you attacking? Uh, the one closest to me, so that I don't have to make any movement. Okay. Uh, roll to confirm. Uh, that is not a confirmation. I got a whopping seventeen. That is a confirmation. Uh oh. <laughs> so let's get your critical. I'll try to be nice. <laughs> hey, I applaud the effort, you know. Okay. Bludgeoning. Uh, so basically, with this critical, as he raised his his dagger up, it went a, like in front of his face. So when you punched him, you punched his hand, which punched himself in the face. <laughs> and in doing so, you shattered his hand. So it's normal damage, and he'll also take 1d2 con damage as well as 1d2 strength damage. He also cannot use that hand until it is healed. Sorry, little fellow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So roll your normal damage first. 13. Well, don't worry about the uh, strength and the con because he dies. Sorry. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, I will look menacing at the other two. Hopefully they will get the idea and stop. All right. That will bring us to Cabal. Okay. So I guess Cabal is going to run to the room too. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. And he is going to shoot his rapid shot arrows at the little thing in the back. Okay. So, first shot is a 21. That's a hit. Okay. Four. Six points of damage. Okay. And then second shot is a 17. Also a hit. For eight points of damage. Alright, he is still standing. Okay. That will bring us to Jenny. Okay. Um, I get into the room. This guy here. Did he hurt? Yes. 
Is he the hand guy or the one the arrow guy? The, the hand guy just the, died. The hand guy is dead. <laughs> okay, never mind. The, this is the arrow guy. Okay, so, so, so going back to the guy with the hand, when I say you punched him and he hit himself in the face, since he died from it, I'm going to say that he had the dagger in his hand, you punched his hand, and he stabbed himself with the dagger. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm going to cast a spell called Hypnotism. Okay. You going to do it from there? I mean, I can do it from... You know, 25 plus 5 feet for every two levels. Yeah, I'm just saying from there you would promote. Oh, because I'm like right up on him? Yeah, unless you cast offensively. Gotcha. Um, no. But can can I get more than one target with this? I don't know. What's the spell Casting effect. Sever several living creatures... No two of which may be 30, more than 30 feet apart. Cool. I can get them both. Yep. So I am going... Uh, the casting time is one round. So, so I can you, start casting this. Yeah, you'll start casting it now. But I don't believe that they would survive another round. So I think I'm going to hold off on that. Okay. I was hoping it was instantaneous or something like that. Instantaneous? Instantaneous. Oh, I forgot to do that. Who all was standing around the other guy when he uh, died? Diego was. Okay. Who was who was within ten feet? I don't know if Chabert was in the room yet, or Chabert uh, was. I don't know if Cabal was in the room yet. Cabal was not. Cabal was waiting outside. Okay. Uh, and then looking at distance, what? Yeah, Chabert would have been in it. So Diego and Chabert. I need y'all to make a fortitude save. Six. How many levels did I lose this time? <laughs> Twenty. Not natural. Okay. Yeah, uh, I thought you meant levels. <laughs> so Diego is fine, uh, but as this thing died, its body basically combusted into this flash of bright white light leaving only its gear laying on the ground, but the body is completely gone. Uh, with the failed fortitude save from Chaubert, uh, Chaubert is blinded for six rounds. Blinded by the light. <laughs> Wrapped up like a deuce. Uh, the runner in the night. And in the process, the other two uh, of these guys scream out in pain. Ooh, they're all connected. Did they get blinded? Maybe. All right. So uh, that forgot to do that before moving on. Uh, so Jenny, did you decide what you're doing? Uh, I'm going to shout. So when we get our hands off the chess piece next time, <laughs> <laughs> shout it, shout it out loud. I, I figured you would like this one because it affected the other bad guys too. <laughs> Okay, so it hurt them as well. Yes. Ooh. So I'm just going to ask... Uh, so uh, here's another question. Has it been eight minutes since the first door? Yeah, probably. Okay, so no, I don't well, have my bulls... Mm, no. I'd say, I'd say you went quick enough that it wasn't eight minutes. Okay. 
So I'm going to try and uh, grap grapple one and tell Diego to grapple the other on his next turn. Okay. Okay. So run up on and grapple. Uh, I roll my CMB as in boy, correct? Yes. Um, 17. You have him grappled. Cool. Now I'm going to shout, Get the other one, Diego! Wait, no, that's not my Uh voice. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why it sounded like that, but yeah, no, get the other one, Diego. Jenny, you've changed. Diego! Diego, get the other one. Jobert, do you feel left out right now? I know. (laughs) We weren't even even, even asked or nothing. (laughs) Well, y'all shooting your arrows in the corners over there. We're in the fray. All right. Uh, next up is these little guys. Uh, one of them is going to try to break the grapple. I'm sure he's going to be unsuccessful. Yeah, that's a six. So, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the other one is going to move over to Diego and. Yeah, he slowly makes his way over to Diego. And then he is going to try to stab you with a dagger. Cute. Uh, That is a 15, so that would miss anyway. Yes. Yeah, he actually got that, though. So he looks like he would have stabbed you, but he missed. Chaubert. Uh, Chaubert is going to run over and grapple Cabal because he can't see, so he's just going <laughs> to... No, uh, Chaubert's just going <laughs> to hang tight, I guess. He can't really see, so he doesn't want to start firing arrows off into the... Uh, actually hit Diego or, or the new gal. Alrighty. My name is right... I got a name tag and everything. <laughs> you don't, though. I don't see a name tag for your character. Oh, you don't? No. Okay. It's there. Alrighty. So that's one round to mark off of being blind. Uh, Diego. Uh, thank you, little guy, for getting here. So I'm going to go ahead and grapple him. It says, come here, dude. And I'm going to try to grapple him. Um, would that be a strength roll? CMB. Oh, CMB. Okay. Uh, 25. CMB? Easily grappled. Yeah. Easily grappled. Yeah, yeah CMB, not CMD. Yes, CMB as in boy. Yes. As in yeah. color me bad. Okay. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> I feel like in sync. So, oh. yeah. They are both grappled. So, with them grappled, can I say something? Speaking of reaction, tie them up. Blindo, tie them up. The cabal, tie them up. <laughs> Alright, that'll bring us to Cabal's turn. Um, So, although Cabal feels left out that he's not getting to um, tackle people, I guess he'll help and uh, tie tie the one up that Jenny has. Okay. So I'd say give me a 
what you want. Uh, we'll do survival on that. See how well you tie Heck the yeah. knot. <laughs> That's a 27. Yeah, he, he's very well tied up. Like hog tie, <laughs> like legs, ankles, neck, everything. You, you've obviously tied. done this before. <laughs> well, several of us are several of us are looking over at Cabal, going, "Hmm." <laughs> you wonder why I went to the church. You know, I had a hard life before I went to the church. Actually, you okay. learned that at the church. You learned that at the church. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Jenny. Uh, I'm gonna. I have to maintain the grapple, right? Well, that one's tied up, yeah. so. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Um, then, uh, I guess I'll I'll tie the other one up. Okay. I don't. I don't. My knots aren't as good as as the balls. At least I don't think. Let's roll that survival check. Survival. Um, I accidentally tie myself up. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's an eight. <laughs> uh, so basically, you like just throw the the rope on him but don't tie it in any knots <laughs> Diego's looking at you don't going, move okay <laughs> you don't move <laughs> alright uh, that'll bring us to the little guy uh, the one that Diego is grappling he'll try to break free I'm sure it'll be unsuccessful yeah it's a 10 He does nothing. Uh, Chaubert, you're blind, still. Yeah, so no, I can't really see anything, so I'm just gonna <laughs> wait for it to pass, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, you could probably try to tie him up just as good as Jenny. <laughs> That's <right>. true. <laughs> Perhaps better. <laughs> I mean, can I make an attempt to tie him up or no? Uh, I mean, you could Without being try. able to see, I mean, I'm using my hands, I guess, so maybe. But first, you gotta uh, find him. <laughs> he's just yeah. Give... He's just filling up this little creature. <laughs> just... That's it, not his hands. It hand, would be very so difficult. Bad. That's not his hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then I will refrain from tying. <laughs> it was like I, I'd let you try it, but it would be like a 25% chance of getting it. <laughs> Diego, are you maintaining the grapple? I'm going to maintain the grapple because, yeah, I'm not going to let it go. All right, so roll that CMB again. You get an automatic plus five for maintaining the grapple. I rolled a net 20. <laughs> yep, you got him. What is with your dice tonight? They like me tonight. I don't know what's going on. They sure do. <laughs> he likes picking on the little guys. Yeah. Right, Cabal. So Cabal walks over to Diego and just looks at Jenny because he's like, "What? What is this?" <laughs> and so he'll try to he'll try to tie him up himself. Okay. Is a twenty-five easily tied up. Nice in two point three seconds. Nice. <laughs> Diego got out the stopwatch. <laughs> All right, so we are out of initiative because you have these guys tied up. You've got two little grappled, sinister-looking 
humanoids and then a pile of, you know, belongings from the other one whose body is no longer there. And uh, I think we will pick it up here next time for episode 100. Yay! Woo! First in, in person episode with this first in person. <laughs> Day two, folks. We don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> it may be a little sloppy. What if we have like zero finish rate? Happy weird.